With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined alongside my buddy Rin Pack as we break down the 10-game Friday NBA DFS Slate for DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, we're in the middle of another sweat here, 7, 7 p.m. out here on the West Coast. Uh, it seems like it's... Well, okay, I lied. Not a sweat for me, but a sweat for a lot of people who have uh, Dame Lillard, who's just absolutely going bonkers. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, if you still stayed on him. Uh, I did not, sadly. But uh, Rin Pack, how are your lineups doing? And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into this. Yeah, we're in a... Uh, remember, I'm Dame Lillard performance right now. <laughs> and he's uh, up to north of the 50 fantasy points with more than a quarter and a half left to play. Granted, they're up 30 points as we record this right now, so... We'll see if Dame Lillard gets any fourth quarter run, but it was just remember me, I'm Dame Lillard type of game. So quite the performance, and it's going to be quite necessary to have him along with Levert in your lineups and potentially Joe Harris. We'll see how the winning lineups end up uh, on the night. But excited to talk about a 10-game Friday slate. We already got some exciting news to break down. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy, crazy wild slate. Not that a single slate this week hasn't come come along with some crazy news. So let's get right into it here. Uh, We've got point guard today. I'm going to start over on FanDuel for one specific reason, because Russell Westbrook is 10-7, game time decision. Kyrie Irving 10K, already ruled out. Steph Curry, game time decision, 9,700. John Wall is 8,500 and your most expensive point guard if those three aren't going. Uh, Kyrie, again, we know isn't. John Morant, already out for a while. De'Aaron Fox, game time decision, 7,800. Uh, there's just going to be, I mean, there are body parts just laying all over the place here. Uh, hopefully somebody uh, can get some get some news out like really, really early for us so that we don't have to be overanalyzing these situations as it goes into some of those later games like Steph and uh, Deer and Fox out here on the West Coast. Uh, what are you looking at up top here? And uh, give us a couple of the pivots that you would be going to if some of these guys get ruled out. So... Uh- we're getting Steph Curry. He's dealing with some sort of ankle injury. Uh, tweaked his ankle, uh, but Steve Kerr said he's going to be probable. But uh, monitor that injury situation. We'll see what what ends up happening tomorrow morning with him. He's playing the Clippers yet again. So he struggled against that matchup last time out. Darren Fox uh, against Toronto suffered an early hamstring injury that night. Uh, and Tyrese Halliburton just showed off why he might be the best rookie point guard in the class. Uh, he was... Uh, sensational in that matchup against the Bulls. Well, maybe we could pivot to Halliburton. Kyle Lowry against Sacramento. We know Toronto's going to give Kyle Lowry all the north of 30 
35 minutes. Pretty uh, a nice price tag at 7,700. I don't mind that. I think we could also consider Chris Paul against a pretty piss poor Detroit team. Those are some nice options, but someone that who was really, really good against Sacramento was Kobe White. Put up uh, 50 points. Kind of played his best career game, I believe. Put up 36 real-life points. Um, took north of 20 shots. Was very effective from the field, but he's playing against a tough Lakers team. So I'm not sure how I feel about going back to Kobe White over there. It's a potential value that we should definitely consider. Uh, we saw what Chris Chioza did today. He played 16 minutes, played... Uh, put up 24 fantasy points. Uh, Kyrie's not playing yet again. Uh, 24 fantasy points in 16 minutes is exceptional. He took nine shots in those 16 minutes. So keeping, you can consider him potentially. There's no Markel Fultz anymore. I think we could definitely consider Cole Anthony. I know he played 32 minutes, put up 12 shots. He's playing against Memphis. I do expect him to shoot better against Memphis. But I think 5K, I think you can expect around around maybe potential high 20 fantasy points. He's a very small guard. We'll see how he fits in with the starters going forward uh, with the Magic. Yeah, 5K is a big number for for Cole Anthony over on FanDuel. That's kind of a spot that uh, I think will garner some ownership, and I believe 5K over on DraftKings here too. Uh, As I'm moving down, I know it's a disgusting, non-sexy name, but Corey Joseph at at uh, thirty nine hundred, I believe, over on DraftKings is somebody that uh, that I'll also have some interest in. Halliburton will definitely garner some ownership, and being an Iowa State grad, I'll definitely be on board with a lot of it. But Corey Joseph gives you a great pivot at thirty nine hundred. He's not a great high usage guy. He's not flashy, uh, but over the last couple of years, it seems like he's done pretty well in these spots where he's filling in for the point guard in, Sac- in Sacramento, and so. So 3,900 might be a a great leverage spot if you go with him instead of Halliburton. Uh, Anybody else that you might be looking at all the way down here at the bottom? On Fando all the way at the bottom, no one really excites me. Uh, I think one of the Ball brothers could get you there. Uh, We saw LaMelo Ball play 24 minutes only against Atlanta. That was kind of concerning when he came in with that type of ownership. He's priced up at 6,900. I think after he failed you when he was kind of chalky, it's... um, perfect matchup he's actually going up against his brother so it's a ball versus ball matchup that's kind of exciting so we'll see maybe they run it back a little bit um have a little ball lineup um vandal roster construction it's kind of interesting to look at it but that might be getting a little too cute no one else really stands out to me on fando i think we should hop over to dk yeah i love that uh let's go over to shooting guard on dk uh sitting up at the top of the range you've got james harden who's eleven thousand dollars uh He's going to be a lot more intriguing with Christian Wood being off the floor. Again, he burned a lot of people who might have been going there in the absence of Christian Wood. DeMarcus Cousins was the was the main beneficiary in that first quarter, and James Harden just didn't really get it going. Only 14 shot attempts uh, in the last game, so I'm not overly concerned about it. I'm not going to read in too much to it, but John Wall does exist, and he's been playing fantastic basketball, so that that might be a big price tag just based on Wall, but... Otherwise, he's still got upside. It's still James Harden. So uh, if you can fit him in a couple lineups, I, I, I don't know what his popularity popularity will be, but uh, definitely your high-end option there at shooting guard. And then Bradley Beal, who just went completely bonkers, broke the slate two nights ago. Uh, 38 minutes to score 60 points is pretty impressive. Normally, you have to play a big number uh, with overtime in order to get there. Uh, but 79.75 DraftKings points, 9,700. You got to expect that he's going to corner some ownership coming off of that game. And especially if Russell Westbrook sits. Uh, talk to me a little bit about these top shooting guards. 
Yeah, Bradley Beal was absolutely sensational, right? When his price went up to 10-1 on FanDuel, he's now 9,700 on DK. Man, that's uh, that's, uh, that's going to be tough. But if Westbrook sits, you're going to have to like that quite a bit. I mean, Beal was sensational all of last year when he was t- just pretty much leading the Wizards to scrappy wins just on his shoulders. I wouldn't mind that if Westbrook sits. I think Harden, uh, going back to Harden, when he kind of failed us all, actually the last couple of games, two games, Maybe we're just seeing the effects of John Wall coming in right now and affecting his um, usage. His shot volume is down. We'll see. Uh, I like when uh, I like playing Harden when he's low owned, and at that price, like eleven four and eleven K, we all know what James Harden's upside is. I think also considering we should definitely consider uh, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, especially on DraftKings. He comes in at fifty four hundred. Playing against Toronto, granted, I don't expect a 40 fantasy point upside, but I think we could easily get mid-30s. Halliburton's uh, someone who seems very promising rookie. Um, he's uh, from your alma mater. Uh, I, I don't mind the 5400 price tag, but I think in perfect pivot, especially on FanDuel, is going back to a $5,200 Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald put up 15 shots, only hit three of them. He looked really, really rough out there against Chicago. <laughs> I think in a spot where he failed so many of us, I don't see why not as a pivot off of Halliburton. Talking about Halliburton, describe his game to us, um, to those who have never seen Halliburton play. Yeah, he's 6'5", he's rangy. He's got a weird shooting motion that everybody kind of critiques, but it goes in the basket, and that's really kind of what matters to me. Uh, but 6'5", he's got all the upside in the world. I, I was having a conversation with some buddies earlier about uh, who would you who would you take out of this rookie class over top of Halliburton right now? And it's difficult for me to imagine anybody besides maybe Wiseman, maybe uh, LaMelo Ball. Those are kind of the two guys that have shown out. But otherwise, Halliburton's right up with them uh, as far as talent. His game has really transitioned into this next level immediately. And seeing 34 minutes in the last game is a huge plus. If he gets that kind of run uh, going through, he will not be sneaky the rest of the year. And you're going to be running that price tag up, up, up. Um but looking down here a little bit further at shooting guard, uh, it gets it gets gross real quick. Uh, now with uh, Baines kind of out of play now, uh, even though he played, uh, what was it, 25 minutes today or so, uh, 25 minutes, he's, he's just not going to be a high usage guy there. And now that Melton's back, I don't really have a ton of interest down here in this bottom end. Uh, I'm scrolling through shooting guard. It is hard to find anything underneath 5K to really to really like uh do you do you have anybody that you've picked out down there on DraftKings? no and someone who's going to definitely garner a ton of usage we saw what he did today was karis levert uh worth his price tag at 6800 we saw his 50 fantasy point uh kind of that's kind of kind of say that's his floor with the um the lineup the nets are rolling out against memphis i uh i'm going to be excited to play levert quite a bit again it's going to be very very uh choppy for a 10 game slate oh yeah It'll be interesting what that ownership number will come in at and where we draw the line to make certain pivots and how much we should be exposed to him. Yeah, he's he's somebody also, uh, uh, he's point guard shooting, uh, small forward eligible. So he, he skips the shooting guard on, on DraftKings. But over on FanDuel, it is going to be really, really hard not to be all in at 6,800. 7,400 is actually a price that can make you think a little bit, but... Uh, it's it's pretty hard to overlook what he did today and what that usage was in the bubble without Kyrie, without Kevin Durant. So uh, completely, completely there with you too. Uh, before we get over to small forward, uh, just wanted to bring up the 2021 promo that we've been running here for the last week. Uh, $20 can get you 21 days of Osmo Plus Platinum. 
Uh, so use the promo code 2021. Uh, go to the site. And, and again, golf just started up today. So that was exciting to see, except for Chalk. Ryan Palmer screwed me over. So uh, hopefully hopefully he has a tough couple days coming up here. Uh, but uh, MMA is starting up again, I believe, this weekend or next weekend. Uh, I think they're going to have uh, some big UFC contests that are coming down the pipeline. And, uh, of course, NFL wildcard weekend. So if you jump on in now, uh, you'll be able to get all of the projections, everything from all of our experts. Uh, so, so make sure you take advantage of that. And also while we're at it, uh, if you could, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, go down to the bottom bar, click subscribe, click the notification bell so that you know when all of the awesome products are going live here on YouTube. And uh, if you like what we do, give us a thumbs up on the way out. So uh, going down to small forward here. We've got LeBron James uh, coming on a back-to-back. Of course, he played again today. God forbid either one of them ever sits uh, through one of these Q tags over on DraftKings. He's 10,300 over there. Over on FanDuel, uh, he's sitting at 10-2. So, I mean, both of those are pretty manageable. We know LeBron James is somebody with fantasy upside, but uh, I'm sure a Q tag will show up eventually there coming off of today. So uh, we'll just keep keep paying attention to that news over and over again. Uh, Kawhi Leonard at 9,300. Uh, his price has kind of been riding up, even though he came off of a dud against Golden State in the last outing. So, uh, so ninety six hundred over on FanDuel, ninety three hundred on DraftKings. Talk to me about this top end of small forward. Yeah, small forward is always a fun spot, especially over there on FanDuel and over there on DK. Leonard and uh, LeBron James make for definitely great options. Leonard was really disappointing against Golden State. I expect him to perform a lot better. Uh, LeBron obviously is going to have that Q tag, I think, and it's a back-to-back against a favorable Chicago team. Uh, I'm going to like LeBron at 10-2. I think he's going to perform that uh, perform well in that matchup pretty well. Jason Tatum has been showing quite the upside uh, of the last two or three games. He put up 57 and 55, and then he kind of came down to earth with 40. But the shot volume is consistently in the high teens, um, low 20s. So you're going to like anytime someone gets that many shots in the 9-4 price range. Brandon Ingram against Charlotte. Uh, I know Ingram hasn't really shown us the true upside game yet. Uh, He had uh, a north of 55-point game against Indiana. I like uh, Ingram as a pivot, potentially. He'd be much lower owned, I think, compared to LeBron or Leonard. We'll see what the ownership comes in that. R.J. Barrett continues just to pile uh, pile up the minutes. Uh, I think that's somewhere you can definitely consider. But he's picking up uh, much... uh, much, uh, much more rebounds this year compared to last year, so which is nice that he's adding more peripherals to the game. And the potential value options are definitely considered going to spend down on maybe Josh Jackson versus Phoenix, and uh, we know what happened with Josh Jackson and Phoenix is pretty tumultuous ending over there. So I think maybe there's a potential some revenge. I know he didn't play against Milwaukee, but uh, maybe he's going to suit up against Phoenix, and he probably has some few words for them. Maybe he can uh, put that on the court. Uh, other options to consider, we can go back to Joe Harris, 4,900. We saw what he did in those nice, uh, the draws on Petrovich jerseys that they honored. And he definitely, uh, was shooting it like that as well. Uh, put up 19 shots, made 11 of them, uh, north of 40 fantasy points. You'll take that any day when you around 4,900. I didn't expect him to be around that, but I think 30 points is some 30 fantasy points is definitely reasonable for him over there on DraftKings. I think, uh, we should definitely consider, obviously, Carousel has some all-forward eligibility over there. You can consider Josh Jackson as well. He comes in at 5,300. Someone who's in a pretty nice matchup who I don't think will be owned that much is OG Ananobi. 5,800 against Sacramento. 
Ojiano is not very consistent because like he's kind of like option number I want to say four on that starting lineup in Toronto. If OG was on another team, he'd be either the second or third option for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's priced at fifty eight hundred. And Ojiano is a pretty much like a player who can potentially get you there with his defensive peripherals or rebounding. So I like OG against Sacramento. It's kind of a unique option to definitely consider. Is there anyone else that sticks out to you value-wise? Any interest in uh, potentially playing a Josh Hart or TLC? TLC 4100 over on FanDuel, something that I was looking at. I didn't have a lot of him today. I went I went pretty heavy on on Joe Harris uh just kind of as a sneaky as a sneaky option that uh that could there's just nobody else that can really get up the shots. No no Kevin Durant, no Kyrie. Uh, there was going to be a lot of shot volume and opportunity for somebody. And so I figured Joe Harris was kind of a good option for it. Uh, TLC, I thought, would garner quite a bit of ownership still, even though he wasn't announced as starting. But uh, he's he's definitely a great guy that you can go to again. But I also still like Joe Harris there. 5,500 on DraftKings isn't nearly as advantageous. Advantageous is what the 4,900 is over on FanDuel. Uh, that price didn't really move up that much for me. So I'll have interest in both of them coming into tomorrow's game against Memphis as well. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find one other thing for you down here in this bottom. Again, there's there's such a good mid-range on some of these positions, uh, like that 4 or 5K number on DraftKings and FanDuel because we've got a 10-game slate and uh, we've got a lot of value that's starting to open up from some of these top point guards and shooting guards that might be sitting out. Um, so again, pay attention to news, late swap, do all the things that we preach every single day, because that is really going to be where your edge lies in tomorrow's slate. Uh, anybody else that you're looking at for small forward or move on? Uh, there's some injury situation to monitor. If Reddick is out, maybe, uh, I know we didn't talk about him. Nikhil Alexander Walker, uh, picked up North at 20 minutes last time out, like 27 minutes. He's, uh, someone who has point guard shooting guard eligibility. Consider that potentially. Uh, Alexander Walker is kind of a volatile player, was a very strong summer league player when he first came onto the scene. Hasn't really lived up to that potential. Him and Jackson Hayes, both of them. But Stan Van Gundy runs that tight rotation, and with no Redick, who was getting quite a bit of minutes, I believe he had a new uh, knee injury, I believe, and he's questionable. So mm-hmm. we'll see what ends up happening over there. Other um, cheaper options, I think, on FanDuel, paying all the way down to Denzel Valentine. I know it's not exciting by any means. Played around... 21 minutes uh, put up quite, he's a decent fantasy uh, fantasy producer when he gets on the floor so you can definitely consider a, a Denzel Valentine as an option Terrence Ross yeah. as well 6100 uh, we know what his upside can be one of those streaky uh, streaky shooters yeah, uh, that kind of wraps all... up the small four, small four <laughs> position we should uh, it's a 10 game slate so there's so many so many options these are just price points yeah. that are just sticking out right now things can change in a Things can change in a hurry, as we saw with the Sexton and late scratch today. Yeah, I, I kind of joked in jest two games ago, also for or two days ago for Sadiq Bay, five uh, K. He came off of twenty four minutes and showing a crazy forty four or forty three point upside. Yeah, forty three points on DraftKings. So Sadiq Bay at five K might actually garner some ownership if he gets the minutes. I mean, it, it ended up being an absolute routing in Milwaukee there for a majority of that 
fourth quarter. Uh, it only ended up a 15-point game, but uh, it was kind of worse than that for a lot of it until Giannis got pulled and uh, got a little testy towards the end of that game, too, which was kind of fun to watch. It was I always enjoy watching Giannis get mad. He's just, I'm like, who would honestly try to screw with that guy? He came over and had some words for, for that rookie from Detroit. So uh, not Sadiq Bey, but the other guy. And uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. Anywho, we'll get up to the top of Power Forward, which is my segue into Greek Freak Giannis Antetokounmpo sitting at 10900 on DraftKings. Uh, going to be an amazing option per usual. 11200 over on FanDuel. There's not much else to say. He's a he's a high fantasy point producer. Uh, as long as he gets 30 minutes, he's in play at these price tags. Uh, I really like to point that Adam Shearer had on the on the deep on the deeper dive show uh, where he talked about Giannis being priced in at 10.9, which is basically pricing him in for the number of minutes that he's getting and for the the blowouts that Milwaukee's been having. If this game stays close in Utah, there is upside for more where Giannis would probably be posted at 12K or possibly even a little bit more because 35 minutes of Giannis is 70, 75 almost every single time. It's it's unbelievable the amount of rates and and, it, and the usage that he has on that basketball team. So uh, somebody that I'm looking to get into a lot of my lineups tomorrow, uh, Anthony Davis sits at 10-1 and then Julius Randle, whose price has gone all the way up to 9,800 on DraftKings, 9,400 on FanDuel. Uh, completely, uh, I, I'm not sure is, um, cause they just signed Todd Gibson, who's like, uh, Tom Thibodeau's boy. So I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to be active or play any minutes whatsoever to maybe give Randall a five minute break, but I want to get 40 something minutes of Randall if I'm going to play him at those tags. So, uh, tell me a little bit about who you're looking up at the, at the top end of power forward. Julius Randall is $9,800. It's so insane. beautiful. It's so beautiful. Quite the run. So <laughs> the NBA trade deadline is March 25th. Uh, at what date does Derrick Rose end up as a New York Nick? Yet again, to team up with uh, Tom Thibodeau. Speculation on the slate starter. I'm here for it. Keep going. <laughs> but no, I think we could definitely consider uh, Julius Randle. He's lived up to every bit of that price tag. Uh, I don't mind that. It's going to be kind of contrarian. I don't think he's going to get that much ownership tomorrow. Uh, he's 9,400 on FanDuel. But he's kind of been like... 50 fantasy point guy. You know how strange that sounds? And he's in a favorable matchup against OKC. But his last two, I mean, 57.9, 54.7, 43 minutes, 39 minutes. I mean, you're not going to find somebody. I believe him and RJ Barrett are one and two in minutes in the NBA right now, which is pretty unbelievable. I guess if Alec Burks were to show back eventually, maybe RJ Barrett goes down, but there's nobody else but Randall there. Yeah, well, Thibodeau will do it to you. I mean, oh yeah, that's it's his tendencies, and historically, that's what it is. And as DFS lineups go, you're going to like the Knicks just because we know what the minutes floor is going to be like, barring any foul trouble or, or injury. And going back to Giannis, I mean, eleven two, uh, and Vando, sure, why not? You know, Seventy fantasy uh, point upside is definitely on the table, and a nine, yeah, definitely. Uh, going down to Anthony Davis against Chicago, I uh, I enjoy that. He put up 70 fantasy points uh, against Chicago in a matchup last year. So I think we can definitely consider Anthony Davis if he lets people down today. Uh, another option is uh, you can definitely consider Zion. Uh, he's showing that he's playing north of 30 minutes again after some a fluky 17-point game, on, I believe, on New Year's Eve. But he's come back with the minute stability, which is great to see. He's going to pick up a, a potential. If he can pick up that rebounding rate a little bit, and those steals and blocks rate like he was at Duke, where that's what made him such an exceptional player over there. 
those defensive uh, numbers should go up over time, I want to say. Uh, at 7,900, yeah, uh, we can definitely uh, project him around 40 fantasy points. And if not, uh, he can definitely do more against a very favorable Charlotte matchup, in my opinion. Those are the studs that stick out to me. 10-game slate, uh, there's going to be some sort of value that should open up. I think some value that could be interesting, a low-owned value, is Chris Boucher, 5K mm-hmm. on DK. Yeah, Every slate. Know what it- Every slate. Just have a little. He's just uh, someone who can spike that upside. Obviously, super volatile with his minutes and whatnot. It's, co- it's going to come down to what Nurse does with that rotation against Sacramento. And Brandon Clark on FanDuel, 5,100. We saw that his kind of um, later on 30 minutes today. That's, I'll take 30 minutes at 5,100 for Brandon Clark. Yeah, one Anyone guy I want to also... You? Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to bring up one guy specifically, mainly because I was watching most of that OKC game, uh, OKC in New Orleans. Darius Baisley looks pretty pretty darn good. Um, and I, I pulled up on popcornmachine.net, which is a website you should be using all the time to, to check in on uh, different uh, game flows to be able to look at people's minutes and see what they do in the course of the game. And I pulled up in this corner, Darius Baisley basically put up all of his fantasy points. So he's 6,200 over on DraftKings, which is a little bit more advantageous than the 6,700 over on FanDuel. But his 43 fantasy points were basically all accumulated in the first three quarters of the game because in that final stint that he put in, he played nine minutes. He went uh, in nine minutes in the fourth quarter, went 0 for 3, 0 for 2 from 3, uh, one rebound, one assist, three turnovers. So, I mean, he put in a, he almost went down in points. On FanDuel, he did put up negative one in the fourth quarter. So, uh, it might not show up in the box score that he was obliterating early on in that game, but he had 43 or 44 through three quarters. So, that's somebody that uh, is playing a high level of basketball. And I, I keep looking for people to pop. I loved Shea. Shea had a great outing too um, in, in uh, New Orleans the other night. But against New York, I, I got to find some of those runbacks for Barrett, for, for Randall. And so Darius Baisley is a guy that I kind of have my eye on. Is, is I hope he's not going to be super popular. I hope people don't see the 43 and lunge there. Um, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. We don't have any of the ownership. There's really nothing to look at. But uh, I'm putting my flag in Darius Baisley tomorrow if he's not going to be popular. There you heard it. Eric's dropping a little black plant with Darius Baisley. Yeah, it's a random one for you. Uh, we'll make our way on over to center before we do. Uh, I guess I brought up Adam Shearer earlier, so I do want to plug the Deep Dive article, which is a game-by-game breakdown uh, at awesomeo.com, is in front of the paywall for all of this NBA season. Uh, it is the most comprehensive, unbelievable article that you will possibly read throughout the industry. He goes game by game, breaking down every fantasy-relevant angle, and he's just one of the sharpest, smartest guy who puts his money where his mouth is. So Adam Shearer, The Deep Dive, make sure that you check that out every single day during the week on, on Osmo.com. Uh, now let's wrap up with center. So center is kind of a position that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, on DraftKings, the top three centers are power forward and center eligible with Giannis, Anthony Davis, and Randall. But then you get down to Vooch at 9K, Christian Wood questionable at 7,900, and then Zion at 7,900. So your your most expensive two true centers that are kind of expected to, to play are Vooch at 9K and Aiton at 7,600. Over on FanDuel, Vooch is 8,800. So you don't have like the Jokic or the Embiid pay-up options that we've had the last couple slates. So uh, talk to me a little bit about where your lean is on, on center on both sites. Yes, center, especially on FanDuel, how important it is to get it right, kind of. And we saw the other night, Cousins and Embiid kind of both led to different roster construction builds. And both those uh, centers led you to the top of the leaderboard. 
I think uh, Jared Allen, uh, we can go to him against Memphis, a matchup that I prefer much better than Philadelphia. Even though Allen wasn't too bad, 32 fantasy points today, kind of outperformed my expectations, even though I had him projected around there. I was really concerned against Embiid. On the other side, I don't mind Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, Valanciunas played through five fouls um, throughout the fourth quarter, got to 40 fantasy points against Drummond. I don't mind him against uh, Jared Allen whatsoever. I think we can always consider uh, Vucevic a pretty safe um, floor. 8,800, I know it seems kind of expensive for him, but against Houston, I, I don't mind that at all. And if there's any value to make your on a 10-game slate to spend all the way down, it's going to be tough. Uh, tough for me to go any below Mitchell Robinson or Wendell Carter Jr., the way things stand right now. Keep an eye on the L.A. situation. Montrezl Harrell is 5,300 if... Uh, both or one of LeBron or AD were sit out, he's going to potentially pick up some usage. Even though Harrell is not the direct backup to uh, AD, he's Gasol's direct backup. Maybe Gasol takes an uh, rest day as well. So the LA situation, I know they're labeled as questionable day in and day out. There's going to have to be a day when one of those guys sit. And I guess we'll be uh, chasing that throughout the day. Um, other potential options, Mason Plumley just seems like a safe minutes for. I know those minutes have kind of been all over the place against Milwaukee the last times out, but I do expect him to play around 30 minutes against Phoenix. We'll see that. On the other side, DeAndre Ayton's price is just like hovering on that low sevens price. He just ha- seems kind of off. Uh, I thought Chris Paul might uh, elevate Ayton's game to another level this year. We'll see, but there's going to be an upside game from Ayton at some point, uh, especially on FanDuel. I think he'll be definitely low on. And on DK, is there who are some guys that stood out to you as I uh, scroll down to prices right now? So fifty one hundred, Demarcus Cousins, round two. Uh, he played twenty three minutes, put up forty plus, uh, had crazy ownership. Probably not as crazy of ownership as he should have had, uh, because that news broke before the slate started. Again, if if it had been an hour after, you would have been having a huge opportunity to play Cousins. Uh, he will not be a surprise tomorrow if Christian Wood is ruled out. I believe that game is the first uh, section. Nope, it is actually at the 5 o'clock game. So let's postpone the Christian Wood news till about 4.45 uh, out here on the West Coast, 5 o'clock uh, for that 5 o'clock tip. Uh, so 7.45 for you East Coasters. But DeMarcus Cousins, 5,100 there and 5,300 on FanDuel. He doesn't get the minutes that you'd... I, I thought maybe he could get north of 23, 24 minutes. But even at that number, uh, he's somebody that can spike an upside. We we saw it in one quarter the other night. So uh, he's somebody that I'll definitely have some interest in. And then the last guy that, to really bring up underneath 5K over on DraftKings, uh, 4,600, Brooke Lopez. Uh, we just saw Jared Allen go completely nuclear on uh, one Rudy Gobert. But I'm not necessarily playing Brooke Lopez thinking he's going to go down into the post and bang there. But uh, Brooke Lopez, four for seven from three, somebody who we know can spike an upside with that three-point shooting. It's hard to know exactly when it's going to happen, and he did garner a little bit of ownership in the last in the last slate. So I'm curious what his ownership will come in at. But if you're looking to punt center and have kind of a different build, I don't mind Brooke Lopez at 4,600 for, for somebody who can maybe get 35-40 on any given random night. Yeah, Brook Lopez obviously can bang out those threes and whatnot and pull Gobert out to the perimeter. We'll see what that comes in at. Someone who uh, kind of paid off for me last time out was Marvin Bagley. He has oh, kind of? He kind of paid off for you? He paid all of your debts that you had to Marvin. Like, you you got even on Marvin Bagley the other night. That's what you did. 
Yeah. So, it, but the only disappointing thing about Bagley was he didn't close the game, and I don't, I don't know why he's not closing that game. Well, they hate I him. Know. Yeah. So, priced all the way up at fifty eight hundred. I know against Toronto's a little tougher matchup, but there's going to be has to be a time where he starts to play low thirty minutes, hopefully. But they'll be kind of chasing Bagley, but he's an option. But just want to go over the potential news that we're going to have tomorrow. There's quite a bit on a 10-game slate. Yeah, and one last piece of news to bring up for center as well. Uh, Time Lord, uh, Robert Williams, is questionable to play. I think there were a couple Boston guys that kind of came up here within the last hour that uh, that were looking at being questionable. If he weren't to, weren't to go, uh, Tristan Thompson becomes interesting. Daniel Tice becomes interesting. A couple of those guys that are also sitting in that mid to low 4K range on both sides. So. Uh, is that going to do it for us today? Do we got anything yeah, else just, for the people? I'm just going to run down the news uh, situation that we should keep an eye on. Westbrook, dislocated finger. Steph Curry, ankle. De'Aaron Fox, uh, right hamstring. Christian Wood, knee. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is questionable. Ankle injury. Evan Fournier, back. And uh, Tristan Thompson uh, with the whole Boston. The whole Boston oh. team is... And then Joe, Ink- uh, Joe Ingles, who was, I think, one of the leaders in um, most consecutive games played i think we definitely uh has is questionable so maybe expect him to suit up and play but we don't know uh that's some that's some of the biggest injury news to keep an eye on obviously things can change fast we saw with what the health and protocol news coming out in a flurry in the last hour with the seth curry being testing for positive for coronavirus so there's a lot of news on the table follow at osmo nba to keep a track of all the news around the association i just yeah. want to say good luck everyone we'll catch you sunday night Sounds great. Yeah, check out uh, El Negro Loco, uh, the the news god that we have working behind the scenes here at Osmo. He'll keep you updated. Make sure that you're checking that premium Slack if you're a member. Uh, just routinely be refreshing that. And uh, let's get ready to rock here on Friday. Best of luck, everybody, and we'll see you back here next week.